all cards on the table. I, I think that uh, I, you're better off listening to me than you are like a fourth string safety that got an ESPN contract when he retired after two and a half years in the NFL. So Sam Darnold, I think, could still be the best quarterback to come out of that draft class. You're listening to the Teak Nation podcast with Donnie Aldrich, where we hope to educate, inspire, and entertain you with tips and lessons from members of our fraternity. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Welcome in for this edition of the Teak Nation podcast. Excited to bring in a guest who has deep knowledge when it comes to the NFL as well as fantasy football in this two-part podcast. We will have part one, we will cover an NFL preview, and part two, we will talk about fantasy football, how to build a team, different positions that you should analyze, and the process that you should go through as you are looking to build that team to take down your friends and family and possibly... Uh, win a little bit of cash. So with that in mind, I want to introduce our guest for this afternoon's podcast, and that is Alex Swenson, who is the Director of Education here at Talk App Epsilon. As I shared, someone who has a deep knowledge of NFL football, someone who has won many fantasy football leagues and is passionate and excited on this podcast to give you a little bit of his knowledge, a little bit of his energy, and to tell you who he thinks are going to be successful this NFL season and what teams he feels it could be a really long winter for. So with that in mind, welcome Alex Swenson. I think last time we uh, we practiced this, you used the word expert when introducing me, and I noticed that did not come up in your introduction this time. Uh, right. Well, whenever you, you practice in anything, you got to be ready for game time. And in game time, a decision was made that we should save the expert piece for the experts. All cards on the table. I, th- I think that uh, I, you're better off listening to me than you are like a fourth string safety that got an ESPN contract when he retired after two and a half years in the NFL. That could be accurate. I think what's going to be entertaining for the folks here on the podcast is we will have a living record of how knowledgeable you are in this season, and it will determine whether future podcasts occur for Teak Nation where you get to tell us how the 2020 NFL season will go. Normally, I just tell people my NFL predictions and I mean no one bothers to write them down and if they would have taken those thoughts to Vegas the places they could be if I would have taken those thoughts to Vegas and just not told anyone I am confident I would still be sitting in this chair right now with very little changes in my life I think we're in a good place and have covered humility so with that in mind let's let's dive right into it and I want to start out in the NFC East a division that has many passionate fans, also a division that covers many chapters and colonies within Teak Nation. We all know that Region 1 is a very passionate uh, piece of the fraternity, as well as a very passionate sports fan base. So with that in mind, give us your breakdown the NFC East. Who do you think the teams are going to be in the NFC East that we should keep our eye on this year? Region 1 in Texas, of course, for the NFC East. Very, very passionate uh, individuals in Texas. So speaking of, I'm not a uh, I'm not a Cowboys guy. Not a Cowboys guy this year. I uh, I I don't see them replicating last year's success. Really stems from the fact that I'm not a Dak guy and uh, not confident, I, no confidence in Dak. No confidence in Dak. Not a big Jason Garrett fan. Uh, and who the heck knows what's going on with Zeke and and when he's coming back with. With that being said, uh, I do like the Eagles to take the NFC East this year. I think that they are uh, they're ready to go after uh, they made the playoffs last year, but a bit of a down year after winning the Super Bowl two years ago. Carson Wentz was injured for the better part of last season. He's healthy. The team's back. They've added some pieces on both sides of the ball. I think the Eagles take the NFC East. I think the Cowboys miss the playoffs. 
you think this could be a runaway? It sounds like in the NFC East. Well, it's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to be the Redskins. It's not going to be the Giants. So it's a it's a two team race in the East. And like I said, I just uh, I mean I think Dallas wins seven, eight, maybe nine games, maybe. But I don't think nine games is is good enough to get into the playoffs in the NFC this year with the the other talented teams in the conference. So I'm uh, I'm out on the Cowboys. I'm in on the Eagles. How many wins are you thinking for the Eagles? You're man, you're really trying to nail it down here. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go twelve wins right. 12 for the for the Philadelphia Eagles. Twelve and four for the EAGLS Eagles, and a lot of shade being thrown towards the Redskins and Giants. We'll have to keep that in mind. That seems like a pretty safe prediction. Ah, well, thank you. You're welcome. Let's move out west from east to west. Let's go out to the west coast and. When you think about the NFC West, a division that's that all we've had all sorts of winners of the NFC West over the last few years. Uh, Seahawks had a good run there, including a, a Super Bowl victory. Uh, Niners had a good run in there. Also, they appeared in the Super Bowl, lost, almost won a Super, almost won a Not Super for that Bowl, blackout, lost, lost to the Ravens. But recently, the Rams were in last year's Super Bowl and lost. How do you see the NFC West this year? I think the if if we thought the NFC East was going to be a runaway, I think uh, the NFC West even more so will be a runaway with the Rams. Uh, I see them once again being uh, one of the top two seeds coming out of the NFC this year. Uh, I think they're going to win the division. Uh, I, the Cardinals are aren't there yet. We'll get into the Cardinals a little more and and Kyler and Cliff when we talk about uh, some of the uh, award winners when we talk about fantasy football even more so but Cardinals aren't there yet uh the 49ers who knows what's going to happen with with Jimmy G and with that team and Jimmy G coming back I think they were a pretty hot pick going into last season to surprise some people and win some games we know what happened and I just once again I don't think that they're at the level that uh, they need to be to compete in the NFC so I got the Rams winning that division if you want to throw a number on it I'll go uh I'll go 13 wins for the Rams because I think they they can they can sweep through that division, you know, maybe a loss at Seattle, but they are the elite team in the NFC West this season. Let's look out out to the NFC North. A lot of competitive teams, I would say, in the NFC North. How do you see it? The NFC North, I think, is the most compelling division in football this year. You have the Bears, who are coming off a season that surprised a lot of people, I think are a pretty hot pick right now to, to be at the top of the NFC and potentially get to the Super Bowl. You have the Vikings, who were a bit of a disappointment last season after uh, two years ago, being in a position to almost, almost get into a Super Bowl. And then the Packers, of course, who have finally gone away from Mike McCarthy and are trying to get back to uh, to the top there. I like the Packers to take the NFC North this year. I think Matt LaFleur is the, the right guy to maximize the talent of Aaron Rodgers, to maximize the talent of the rest of that offense. They've dumped a ton of money and draft capital into that defense over the last couple of years. So I think the Packers get back. Uh, early reports out of Chicago Bears training camp are not encouraging when it comes to Mitch Trubisky. And as we all know, if your quarterback isn't going to play well, your team is not going to play well. That being said, you I don't, you don't think that 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 amazing defense, Khalil Mack, that that they can save the Bears offense. I, I mean, I think enough to win I think the games. Bears will make the playoffs. But okay. I think the Packers will win the division, and I don't think that the Bears are good enough to win a Super Bowl with Mitch Trubisky there. I do, I do think that that division has the the most important interdivisional games 
any one of those teams, and I'm including the Lions in this as well. Uh, I, I think the Lions are a step down from the rest of the three teams there, but they could be due for a, a better year, year two under Matt Patricia. Any one of those teams on any given day could beat any of those other teams. And if the Vikings can go into Lambeau and take one, or if the Packers can go to Soldier Field week one and, and take that game, it shifts the power and the balance of that division significantly. So that those division games are the ones that I'm going to be keeping my eye on throughout the course of the year, no matter who is playing whom, because I think that uh, that those games are really going to matter when it gets to the end of the season. What do you see for the Vikings? I do think that's an interesting agree that it's a very interesting division with Kirk Cousins all that guaranteed money I think as you mentioned last year was a a big disappointment what are your thoughts on Kirk Cousins and how he bounces back with the Vikings I think by now it's it's pretty apparent that Kirk Cousins is a good not great quarterback that's another team like the Bears that if their defense performs at an elite level which they're capable of he doesn't need to be great he just needs to be good with the talent on the rest of that offense with Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. Um, he he just needs to be good enough, and I think that they'll win a lot of games. And they could very – I don't have them in the playoffs, but they could very easily get to the playoffs. But I don't think Kirk Cousins – I don't think we're going to see a season from Kirk Cousins this year that uh, miraculously vaults him into the top tier of NFL quarterbacks. He, he pretty much is what he is by this point in his career. And uh, hopefully the Vikings know what they're getting out of him and can – plan accordingly and so you have the cheese heads winning the division any thoughts on how many wins are you predicting for the for the pack um i'd see i didn't prepare win totals uh off the top of my head i'll go uh i'll go 11 i'll go 11 11 11 wins sounds good and lastly in the nfc let's go to the nfc south a division that has once again a lot of representation within tke you have the falcons uh there in atlanta where we have georgia tech the voice of the saints mark romig down in new orleans University of Tampa, very successful group we have down there representing the Buccaneers. And then we do have a group at UNC Charlotte, uh, also a group at NC State representing state of North Carolina and the Panthers. How do you see the NFC South? Should be a very interesting division. Yeah, that's a division I really think any one of those four teams could win. That is, you think the Bucks uh, have I think the year. Bucks have a chance. I like Tampa with... With Bruce Arians calling the shots, I think he's going to get more out of Jameis than any coach that he's had up to this point. And once again, that's a team that's invested a lot into their defense in the draft, that's invested some money into some different positions on defense, and that does have talent on offense if they can get it to come together and Jameis can play at a high level. So I, I... I don't think Tampa is going to win the division, but I think they could be right there by the end of the season. Um, I do have the Saints winning the NFC South this year. I have the Falcons making the playoffs as a wild card. I think that they'll be uh, they'll be right in the thick of things as well. But the Panthers and the Bucks, much like was the case with the NFC North, they will be right there. And uh, any one of those teams on a given day or a given night could uh, could take down any one of the others. How many wins do you see for the Saints? Just because I think that division will be so competitive, and I know the Saints play a bit of a tougher schedule, I will go 10 wins for the New Orleans Saints. Sorry, Mark. I think Mar- as long as they win the division, they're headed to the playoffs and a yeah. chance to get to the Super Bowl. After Mark Romig will be okay with it. Yeah, that. after how heartbreaking last year ended with that pass interference non-call that happened. In the- I saw uh, a little uh, montage of the last uh, five 
playoff runs and how they've ended for the Saints. Pretty devastating when you think about uh, that pass interference call, the Minnesota Miracle. Um, they had a, a final Hail Mary that, that failed them that was actually not super controversial, but they were right in the thick of a game, I think, against the Seahawks. The, uh, the Beast Quake with Marshawn, if we go, I think, all the way back to 2010. And then, uh, if you recall, there was a game they played against the 49ers where Alex Smith threw a touchdown pass to Vernon Davis as time expired in the wild card weekend, I think, in 2012 or 2013. So, a sad, sad uh, Saints a recent playoff run, but they did get a Super Bowl in 2009, so all's not lost. 2010. Let's go to the AFC, and once again, we'll start out east, a division that that looks pretty putrid besides the defending Super Bowl champions. What are your thoughts on the AFC East? Yeah, uh, it is. It's the Patriots and it's everyone else. The, The Bills, I think, have a very good defense, but I don't trust in Josh Allen to lead them to any more than probably seven or eight wins. Uh, I think if anyone's gonna, gonna compete with the Patriots, it's the jets. I think they're getting there. I think, uh, Sam Darnold has legitimate star potential. That'll make our, our good friends out of beta Sigma proud. That's right. Uh, Matt Barkley plays for the bills as well. So just, uh, a wealth of USC quarterbacks out there in the West coast. No, I think the, the jets, I, I, I'm, Lukewarm on Adam Gaze. I don't think he did anything in in Miami that was uh, worth getting excited about, but he never really had a quarterback to work with in Miami. So Sam Darnold, I think, could still be the best quarterback to come out of that draft class last year. I know Baker's getting all the love right now, but I really like Sam. Um, Got Le'Veon Bell. They've got some young pieces that they put into that offense, and their defense should be really, really good with uh, Quinn and Williams, their first-round draft pick this year. They got Jamal Adams on the back end, um, Leonard Williams up front as well alongside Quinn. So they could uh, they could compete. I think they're probably still a year or two away, especially getting comfortable with a new coach and a new system. I think when Tom – if Tom Brady ever retires – and if Bill Belichick ever retires in the, next, in the next three or four years, I think that could be the Jets' division once the uh, Patriot empire falls. Knock on wood. How many wins do you see for the New England Patriots? I mean, I'm hard-pressed to not say 13 wins. That just seems to be the standard anymore. Just so everyone out there is aware of my allegiance. Not a Patriots fan, but uh, it's hard to, you gotta hard respect, to not respect you got to respect them. what they've done. Yeah. yeah. you got to expect... Of their six division games, they're probably going to knock off at least five of them. Yeah, I, you would think so. Except, unless they play the Dolphins in Miami in December, which 0-17 in their last uh, 17 years against the Dolphins in Miami in December. Let's go from that division, which we think that, uh, that New England's going to run away with. Let's go out west and the AFC West, which is a very interesting division in terms of some of the personalities. Uh, right now, the Oakland Raiders are on hard knocks and... Uh, dealing well, with CT. dealing with the Antonio Brown drama, what do you what do you see when it comes to the performance of the AFC West teams? I am in on the Chargers this year. I think the Chargers win that division. I I still see the Chiefs making the playoffs, but I think the Chargers have elite talent on both sides of the ball, top to bottom. That may be the most talented roster in the NFL, in my opinion. So. Uh, the Chargers, uh, I think they 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 get it done with the division. They finished last year on a tear 
and got hung up in the playoffs against the Patriots. But uh, I like the Chargers to win that division. Like I said, I still think Kansas City makes the playoffs. I still think they could win nine or ten games. But um, but there's a little bit of instability, a little bit of unknowns there. Patrick Mahomes, it's only natural to expect him to regress a little bit. There was the Tyree Kill offseason drama, the the Kareem Hunt departure, um, lost both of their, their Pro Bowl defensive ends with uh, – with D Ford and Justin Houston. I know they got Frank Clark back from Seattle, but um, just a little bit of uh, instability and, and, and the chargers have good continuity. I don't think the Melvin Gordon thing becomes an issue more than one or two games into the regular season. And I think they can, they can win games without him. Hopefully not against the Colts week one, but I do like the chargers to win that division. I don't think that, uh, that the Raiders um, or the Broncos make much noise there. It does appear that the the Chiefs are putting a lot on Pat Mahomes, and obviously, fifty touchdowns last year, he he can he can handle the load on his shoulders. But it's going to be interesting how he ba- bounces back from an extremely successful campaign. How he handles success, and now he's got a target on his back. So it's always it's always harder to play when people expecting. are expecting you to to throw fifty touchdown passes than it is as a guy that no one really knows what they're getting. Well, let's head head back to the AFC North and. Uh, an interesting quadrant of teams that you have here um, should be very interesting in terms of the storylines. The Browns are the the hot story in the NFL coming into this season now that they have OBJ uh, to pair along with Jarvis Landry and and of course Baker Mayfield, who is a uh, social media darling, doing great work on the social doing medias. Doing great work. Great work. The Ravens, Joe Flacco's shipped out to to Denver, and so Lamar Jackson takes over at the quarterback position. And then the Steelers team that obviously ridded itself of A B, a lot of drama that happened there between him and Big Ben. Where do you where do you see the AFC North? My my policy in general on some of these teams that uh, that that come together is to not believe in them until they put a product on the field. And that's how I feel about the Browns. I think the Steelers win that division. Uh, the Browns, I think, will will be better than they were last year. Um, could finish with a winning record, but I just, I need to see, you know, you, you have Baker Mayfield coming off uh, about half a season as a starter. You have OBJ, who... Who knows how he's going to respond? Who knows how he's going to play in this new environment? Freddie Kitchens as a, as a full-time head coach now. There's just, once again, I talked about it with Kansas City. There are some unknowns there that I don't quite believe in. You know what you have with the Steelers. And, and frankly, I think Big Ben and Mike Tomlin and the rest of that locker room probably feels a little bit of a load off its shoulders with without Antonio Brown constantly complaining about not getting the ball without wondering week in and week out if Le'Veon Bell is going to show up to practice or not. So I think the Steelers bounce back. I think Ben has a, a really good season and uh, and puts up numbers that we're used to from him. And I think the the Steelers take it. The Ravens, um, Lamar Jackson just – you know, he he, uh, he worries me as a quarterback. Anytime you have a quarterback who struggles to throw the ball like he does, and then the Bengals are uh, they're the Bengals. I guess that's uh, that's the best thing we can say about them right now. So let's. How many wins do you see for the Steelers? I think the Steelers win the division with. I'll go ten wins. Okay, and if we back up to the AFC West quickly, the Chargers. How many wins do you see for them? Eleven. Eleven. All right. Let's quickly go to the AFC South before we get some some playoff predictions from you and who's gonna who is gonna make the playoffs and what are some of the 
the conference championship games look like as we advance towards the Super Bowl. What do you see in the AFC South, a division you should know very well? Well, first thing I need to know is, is Andrew Luck ever going to walk again? That's the first question we need to answer. Um, apparently, he has uh, now strained his calf and uh, has a bone spur of some sort. I understand how... I believe he is currently walking, just for anyone who's feverishly Googling you know, until Andrew I Luck see right it now. With he my, is, with he my is own eyes. walking. There's, uh, have you seen The Lion King? Great CGI work there. You never know what that cold social media team's doing behind the scenes to, to make us think that Andrew Luck is, is walking around after practice. Anyway... Um, I do think it's the Colts division to lose. I think that they are the team to beat in the AFC South. They proved that last year with the way that they finished the season. Yes, the Texans won the division, but the Colts went to Houston and beat them in a playoff game. But that, much like the NFC South, is a division where any of those four teams have a shot. Houston, just mentioned, won the division last year. Um, Their offensive line is not good. And until they get an offensive line that can consistently protect Deshaun Watson, I don't, you know, I don't see them being major contenders, but they have the pieces to, to win enough games to win that division. I could see nine or 10 games win this division, just because as we know, these teams beat the crap out of each other all year long. Um, Tennessee, I think a lot of people are sleeping on. They could be a team that, uh, that surprises a lot of uh, a lot of people, and if Marcus Mariota can play at a high level, which remains to be seen, they pound for pound might have the most talent of any roster in the AFC South. And then Jacksonville, who just two years ago almost made a Super Bowl, they have a new quarterback, they have a, a new lease on life with uh, with Nick Foles. If he plays well, if he's going to carry the load for them. That defense is good enough, much like we talked about with the Vikings and with the Bears, that Nick Foles doesn't have to be perfect for them to win a lot of games. So any of those teams could win the division. I'm still going to take the Colts, but, I mean, I don't even want to talk about Andrew Luck. Don't even want to think about it. All right. Out of sight, out of mind. We'll move on from Andrew Luck. Let's, as as we start to head toward the playoff predictions, I quickly want to touch on what are five big games that folks out there listening, what are five big games that they should circle on the calendar to watch this year? Ten wins for the Colts, by the way. Ten, Ten wins. wins. Five big games. Game one, week one. First regular season NFL game we will see this year. Packers at Bears Thursday night. We're going to find out right away if Green Bay's for real, if that new offense is ready to go against one of the elite defenses in football. And we're going to find out right away if Mitch Trubisky is good enough to carry that team potentially to a Super Bowl. It's at Soldier Field. Green Bay's got a tough task in front of them, but we're going to learn a lot about the the power, the bounce of power in the NFC week one. Second game I'm excited about week two. Talk about the balance of power in the NFC. Saints at Rams. And uh, NFC title game matchup. And once again, we're going to figure out pretty quickly who the team to beat is and how those two elite offenses stack up against one another. Week eight is the next game I have circled on the schedule. Uh, I will be watching games between week three and week seven. But week eight's the next big one I want to talk about. Browns at Patriots. You know, the Browns by that point could be three and four. They could be five and two, but there's no better scope and no better challenge and test to see if a team's ready to go than going to Foxborough and taking on the Patriots at Gillette Stadium. So that'll be a real test for the Browns. And I think by that point in the season, we'll know what we have with them. We'll know if Baker's for real, if that offense is is for real, and if that defense can get some pressure on Tom Brady and, and stifle the Pats. 
then yeah, I think the Browns could be legitimate contenders in the AFC. Number four on my list, Chiefs at Patriots. Go back to back with the Patriots. That's week 14. That's an AFC championship game rematch. And there, once again, we're going to we're gonna find out if the Pats are going to compete for another Super Bowl. Is Tom Brady still the Tom Brady of old? Are the Chiefs in a position? That, that could very well, once again, it's a rematch of the AFC title game from the previous year. It could be a preview of the next AFC title game. So uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. And then lastly, Week 15, Colts at Saints. That should be a very, very important game for two teams in what I believe to be the two most competitive divisions in the NFL. It's an intra-conference game, and so both of those squads are going to be looking for a big win in Week 15, and and that's going to mean a lot when it comes to who's going to win the NFC South and the AFC South. That's on a Monday night. It is in New Orleans. It's a very tough place to play, so uh, you got to think the advantage lies with the Saints there, but, uh, but the Colts... They're going to have a chance right there to, to let everyone know they're ready to make a deep playoff run. Five great games, 17 weeks of football. What does it look like when we get to the beginning of January and we start to head into the playoff race? Who are the folks in the NFC that you see being playoff team? All right, playoff teams in the NFC, uh, I don't remember the win totals I gave you, so that's you okay. just rewind. Um, my division winners, Saints, Packers, Eagles, Rams, my wild card, Bears, Falcons. NFC title game. Packers over Eagles. Packers over Eagles. I'm a big believer in the Green Bay Packers this year. Not seeing as much in the LA Rams. Nope. Sure ain't. Sounds good. Let's move over to the AFC. AFC playoff teams. AFC playoff teams. My division winners, Colts, Steelers, Patriots, Chargers, Wild Cards, Chiefs, Jacksonville Jaguars. That is a controversial pick, the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. That's right. Okay. AFC title game, who you got? Chargers over Chiefs. Wow. Neither the Patriots nor the Colts in the AFC title game. The San Diego Chargers. We don't know if Andrew Luck can walk. I understand that. Uh, But also, Phillip Rivers is is starting to get a little long in the tooth. Well, I feel good about... Tom Brady is like 49. Right. Well, it's a little different... A little different uh, structure they have Phil, around Philip Rivers there. on that uh, PR-17 method. Got it. Yeah. So folks he'll, will have to he'll, Google he'll, that he'll as well. Yeah. Sending folks to their phones every three minutes in this podcast. Okay. So, Super Bowl, you have the same, the, the LA Chargers. That's right. Without, versus, without a home stadium. Versus, yes, playing in a soccer stadium. Versus the Frauder Rodgers-led. That's right. Green Bay Packers. This will make... Chief Risk Officer Greg Roscoff, very happy if you're correct. Well. Who is walking away with the Lombardi Trophy this year? I got uh, Philip Rivers cementing his legacy as a Hall of Fame quarterback. And uh, I got the Chargers beating the Packers in the Super Bowl. The Chargers over the Packers. Part of this is because I had the Chargers in the Super Bowl last year in my unofficial predictions that I shared with like three people verbally. And uh, I felt like they did me pretty proud for being kind of a, a off-the-wall pick. And so I'm, I'm just rolling and... with them. Okay. Yeah. It's a bold selection. I'm ta- I mean, that it's a talented team, and that's a really, really good defense. So I, uh, I believe in them. So the week before the Super Bowl is the award ceremony for the NFL. And that's with right. that in mind, 
Who do you see as the award winners when it comes to Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, the Offensive and Defensive Rookies of the Year, and the most valuable player for this season? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll start from the start from the bottom and work my way up. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I got Miles Sanders, running back, Philadelphia Eagles. I believe that he is going to get a bulk of the touches in that offense. That's going to be a high-powered offense. They're going to score a lot of points. And I think Miles Sanders is going to be the running back that they trust. He could uh, he could very well, I think, between ground yards and air yards, end up with twelve to fourteen hundred yards, uh, ten touchdowns. And I really think his 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 main competition for that award will be Josh Jacobs with Oakland, who could put up good numbers but isn't gonna win a lot of games. Um, David Montgomery with the Bears, who I just. They have Tariq Cohen there, and he's going to split time with him. And then Kyler Murray, obviously, but Kyler is uh, – I think he's going to put up decent stats. We'll talk about him a little more in fantasy uh, fantasy hour, but I don't think that the Cardinals are going to be a very good team. So, Miles Sanders, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Devin Bush, linebacker, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I see Devin Bush – in a very similar light as uh, as what Darius Leonard did last year, in that he's going into a team who is starving for help at linebacker. He's going to be a sideline-to-sideline player. He's going to make a billion tackles this year. He's going to defend passes. He's going to force fumbles. I just He's going to be all over the field. He's going to be the leader of that defense, and, and I think that he's going to put up the numbers similar to our good friend, the Maniac, with the Indianapolis Colts. And that's going to that's gonna propel him to the Defensive Rookie of the Year award. Offensive Player of the Year, Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver, Cleveland Browns. I, uh, I think OBJ is going to have a huge year with Baker Mayfield. I think he is going to run down the field. Baker's going to get him a lot of deep balls. He's going to get the ball in his hands. I would not be surprised if OBJ had the best year of any wide receiver in the NFL. And I'm a big believer in what him and Baker are going to do together. Although I'm not a believer in the Browns making the playoffs as is well documented defensive player of the year. It's really Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald. Those are the two best defensive players in football. Those are the guys that uh, seemingly are going to trade that award back and forth for the remainder of time. I like Khalil Mack to win it this year. I think that he's going to get the sack numbers to back it up. And uh, he's just, he's a monster. And then our most valuable player award, uh, if we were confident in a full, healthy 16 games from Andrew Luck, that would be my guy. I think that the Colts have the offensive talent to surround him and and help him put up MVP-like numbers. They still might, but I'm not confident in his ability to stay healthy. So I'm going to go with, uh, with Carson Wentz with the Eagles. He is someone who two years ago probably would have won the MVP award if he wouldn't have torn his ACL toward the end of the season. And he, by all accounts, is back. He's healthy. He's ready to go. Uh, I've made my uh, my thoughts on the Eagles well-known up to this point. He's going to be a very good quarterback on a very good team that wins a lot of games, which is criteria number one to win the MVP. And if you look at the defenses he's going to play against in that division, the Giants, Redskins, and Cowboys, those are not super stellar pass defenses. So he's going to have six games automatically where you think he's going to be putting up big numbers and likely picking up a win. And it's all going to fold into a really good regular season for Carson Wentz and an MVP award. Carson Wentz, MVP. You heard it here first. So to recap, 
Frater Swenson's NFL preview, he does have the Colts, Chargers, Pats, and Steelers winning divisions in the AFC. Look over the NFC, he's got the Eagles. He has the Packers, the Saints, and the LA Rams winning divisions out in the NFC. The LA Chargers winning the Super Bowl over the Green Bay Packers. And Carson Wentz, your most valuable player. I want to thank you, Frater Swenson, for being with us here on part one, this NFL preview. And hope that you all join us for part two, where Frater Swenson will really dive into something he is passionate and excited about, and that is how to win your fantasy league, how to build your team, what are some value picks, what's some strategy and how you draft, how you go about that, different positions that you should value over others. He's got a lot of great insight, and we're excited to, to share that in part two of our podcast. Thank you for joining us on part one. Look forward to seeing you in part two.